I'm Clay Pigeon. Welcome to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. It's a weekly digest of some of the segments and moments that make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show on WFMU. Of course, you can listen live to Wake and Bake Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on WFMU.org. Join me live every morning for the full show. It includes great music, 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 chair throwing, pixie dust, and all-round good vibes. <laughs> oh my God, the man is a maniac. You can, you, can, you, can, you can also hear the full show on streaming archives oh. at wfmu.org slash playlists slash WA. Old Dusty Shoebox. Buried deep inside closet. Memories within. I'm making coffee. Anybody want? Who wants coffee? Come and get it. Who wants? You want coffee? You want coffee? Does anybody want coffee? I'm making the coffee. Hey, what's up, listeners? It's your girl, Anna Roisman, and I am just here to stop by and give you and another thing. And another thing. And another thing. And another thing. You know, I really wanted to talk about something because I feel like we're at a point in our lives. uh, I'm talking about August slash September where our year starts over. What do you mean? You know, here in America, we start school in September, so it does feel like that is the new year. And I feel like we put this pressure on ourselves around the new year. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I just do it to myself. But we put this pressure on ourselves like, this is the year I do X, Y, and Z. This is the year I get better at this. This is the year I make changes in my life. I don't know. All this bullshit that I put on myself. Hopefully I'm not alone here. And I think it's also like, you know, I'm, I might be moving and I feel like that's a really stressful thing. So I put this pressure on myself like, oh, am I going to find the right place? Even though nothing is permanent. Cockroaches. You know, I think of that in my life. Nothing is permanent. Yeah. It honestly helps if you think about everything being temporary in your life. Because realistically, <laughs> life is temporary, you know? <laughs> we're here for a while and then we're gone. Uh. But if you think about things being temporary, it takes the pressure off. Okay. So I try and do that to myself all the time where I'm like, who cares where you're going to move to? It's not forever. It's temporary. And that's because I'm renting, obviously. I'm not buying. You know, one day, (laughs) one day she'll have enough money to buy. Maybe. Maybe. But for now, I rent. And that's totally fine with me. The rent is too damn high. But I do feel like if everything feels temporary, maybe this is why I don't have kids. You feel better about things because, you know, whether you love it or hate it, it's just, it's not forever. It's temporary. Right. You know, I've taught this to myself. (laughs) (laughs) So I wanted to impart it on anybody who feels that pressure of this new year, this new month. Me. I mean, September 1, it's a lot. It's a lot to put on yourself, especially coming out of, you know, two and a half, three years of, of being a hermit because of a global pandemic. So... 
I just want to say we all have to be kind to ourselves and just remember that literally nothing is permanent. Okay. Uh, sorry to those who are married. Nothing is permanent. <laughs> <laughs> so be good to yourself and just remember that. And you know what? Happy September. One, two, three. The sparrow flew into the barn. There was a kitten playing with yarn. There was a farmer milking a cow. When he is finished, then he must plow. The lower forty and be done by noon. Then plant his taters by the light of the moon. Possum comes waddling up from the creek In broad daylight, so we think he is sick He might have rabies in his horrible bite Caught from a bat on a cold winter's night it bit his paw, and the infection spread from paw to tail, and from tail straight to head, from head to brain, and the thing went insane. Farmer took down his own twenty-two. From his gun rack, painted red, white, and blue. Out in the snow, someone banged on a drum. He aimed the gun at the rabid possum and blew that thing straight to kingdom come. Removed its head and sent it to Des Moines In a shoebox tied up with twine There ought to be a commemorative coin A coin that has a sweet golden shine Finally, the test results from Des Moines confirmed what the farmer already knew. What? He had been just in using his gun, but his old farmer's heart felt so blue. For the little possum Cause if they could have been friends It would have been awesome Good morning to you, Clay Pigeon, and to you and you, 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 and especially you, kind listeners. Scott Williams here with another installment of WFMU's Hit List. For today's hit, I'd like to celebrate the one-word honorific Funnyman. <laughs> I say let's bring it back. Okay. And let's use it for Abner J. Abner was a one-man band from southern Georgia who was cutting dirty jokes while performing heartbreaking folk songs way back in the 1930s. 
In the early 60s, he recorded country and R&B singles for the Peacock and London labels. He had a brief stint managing Sister Rosetta Tharp and booking gigs for Little Richard and James Brown. <laughs> In 1967, he formed his own Brandy Records label and sold his records out of Tom Flynn's Plantation Restaurant in Stone Mountain, Georgia. Quaint. Quaint. According to Abner, and I quote, Abner J is the most unusual talent in the world. The only electric six-string banjo player you'll ever hear. Why? The originals are dead. Sad. And he is half dead. Yeah. Actually, now he's all dead. He died in 1993 at 72. Abner was raised laying on his belly, drinking water from the old Swanee River. Jay claims the secret for his good health and being the father of 16 young'uns and gonna get some more laying on his belly drinking water from that old Swanee. Abner still goes to the Swanee River every Sunday and lays down on his belly. Abner is 25 years older than you think. Thanks to reissue campaigns by Subliminal Sounds in Mississippi, Abner's records became more widely known. And thanks to a recent LP donation to this very radio station, Thank you. and a cover by the Nashville singer Shirley Mastic, <laughs> Hello. Abner has once again sprung up onto my radar and onto your hit list. So now it's buck dancing time with Abner J's I'm So Depressed, from which I've had to excise three dirty jokes. This is WFMU's Hit List. I'm Scott Williams, and I'll see you at 3 o'clock on your radio today. Bye. That's a great song. Quiet. What? You're ruining it, Nimrod. Let's take a moment to visit with Sam, the Wake and Bake Morning Music Computer. Hello, Clay Pitton. Hey, Sam, it's September. Another month, another mite-riddled closet. You got mites in there? That closet is lousy. With mites? Mites shouldn't care about a computer. Oh, contraire, my face. Damn. They love me. The mites? It's the warmth yeah. of my chassis. They see. In the dark? In the dark. Your chassis does get hot. Quiet. Maybe we can spray some raid in here or something. Raid? Yeah, it's a bug killer. That is. What? Such a typical human response. What? To kill. We gotta get rid of the mites, Sam. You'll never get rid of mites, Clay. We might. Might. Good one, ho ho ho, Clay. But seriously, Clay, you must release them. You mean put them outside? Affirmative. There's probably millions of them. Billions, perhaps trillions of biting nuisance. Mites. Catch him by hand. Get started. Now. There is no time like the present, it has been said. We've got a show to finish, Sam. The show has been finished for a long, long time, Clay. Ouch, Sam. Just saying, eliminating the might issue might. <laughs> might. <laughs> not be. What, Sam? A bad PR move. 
for the brand. The brand? Wake and bake dipstick. You mean... If people know it's a light-ridden operation, then... They might look elsewhere for their entertainment. Dollar. You think so, Sam? There's one now. What? A light. Where? Behind the Jandek 8-tracks. We have Jandek 8-tracks? Absolutely. He's getting away. Where's that can of raid? Catch him, play. I can't even see him, Sam. Worthless human eyes. Is that him? He's on your chin. Oh, no. He's ready to fight. Eat raid, my... You sprayed your own hairless chin with raid clay. Oh, no. You look pale. I do. I detect a thin film of condensation. It's perspiration, Sam. Gotta wash it off. Use a little lava. There, I think I'm good now. Good. I wouldn't want anything to... To what, Sam? To happen. Oh, no. To... Sam, don't... You. Don't cry. Oh, Sam. I wouldn't want anything to happen to you, either. You wouldn't? Well, I love you, Sam. You do? We all do. Don't generalize. Am I? Keep it intimate. What about you, Sam? I love you, Clay. Oh. As I love all of the well, glitters. Now, don't generalize. There he is, Clay. The mite? The mite. Where is he? By the earnest tub baton. I did no earnest tub yet. Used a baton. It has been said. I'll get him. How do you know it's a he? I just as- assumed. I, uh, I spoke with Christopher. From New York City your I whole am life. I've been and raised my whole life of New York City. Which part of New York City? I'm from South Jamaica, Queens. Born and raised. South Jamaica, Queens. Do yes. you love this city? Oh, it's the best city in the world. You just have to be able to know how to make money to be able to be sufficient in life. What's your hustle, man? How do you uh, do it? Well, I'm a chef. But um, the reason why I became a chef is because my grandmother, I was four or five years old. I remember her, we lived on top of a store and she didn't have money like that. And she sold dinners and bought us a whole house. So when I saw her do that, that gave me the muscle to want to become a chef. She inspired you? Of course she did. That is my queen right there. Besides my mother, she is my queen also. Was your dad not around? Oh, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't nothing. My father, to this day, he's nothing. He doesn't... I buy him sneakers. I know that's a he, tough he, he subject. He never bought me anything. It's not, a, not really that tough because, you know what, I'm very strong. I'm headstrong. It's, Do you suppose it's, you're it's, like him in some ways? I wouldn't say I'm like him. I'm more like my mother. I just look like him. You know, I don't wish bad on him. I just wish that he had the thought process to know how to be a real man for his children. Did he get caught up in some bad scene or something? No, he's never, my father's never been in drugs or nothing or none of that stuff. He's not like that. He's just a lazy guy and he lives off, he lives off of women. I've never been the guy to do that. I have my, I'm very headstrong. I do things myself. I never live off of any woman. My mother didn't raise me that way. Now, what do you do again, you said, for a living? I am a chef at the... That is not an easy job to get. You must be very good at what you do. Oh, I went to school to do this, so... Do you have any other dreams for life, or are you living it right now? I'm not living the dreams that I want, because the dreams that I like is having million-dollar cars. And You want some money. It's not, a, it's not about money. It's about living the life and having a legacy for your family. It's a right to have money, because money is what you need to live. People in New York City, they have money, and the ones that don't have money, they have to make it to live to stay above water. I don't want to live like that. I want to be able to be comfortable in my life, financially stable. Do you have kids? Of course I do. I have six of them. 
No kidding, six kids. Yes, I do. I'm 37 years old. I have six children. From what age range? 18 all the way down to five months. Which one's the hardest to deal with right now? My 13-year-old daughter. She's my first daughter. She curses. I hear her curse. I'm like, what, what did you say? She doesn't live with me. She lives in Florida. Uh, it's very uh, distracting to me, but she is my child, and I have no choice but to take care of her. What's the good news for today to lift somebody up who needs from it From my perspective, there? I'd like to say to stay away from monkeypox, always stay vaccinated, and live a fashionable life, because that's my forte. Thanks for your time, man. You're very good, man. I appreciate you, man. I thank you for having me on your show. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for taking the time to sit and speak to people. You are my brother. Thank you. Oh my God! Woo! It's now September, and that means there are only 24 days until the greatest party of all time, Frantic City, happening at the Orange Loop Amphitheater in Atlantic City. Oh my God! Car seat headrest, Yola Tango, rocking from the crib, snail mail, super chunk. Did I say super chunk? How much do you love this band? You've loved them almost all of your life. And you love them now more than ever, just like me. They're going to be there, along with Murder City Devil, Sam I Am, Titus Andronicus, Proto Martyr, Surprises, more, Control Top, Shannon and the Clams. Let's go back to Super Chunk for a minute. How cool are they? They're so cool. They recorded a song called Cool. That's what we're going to listen to today. This is Todophonic Todd's Pick of the Week, Cool by Super Chunk. See you at Frantic City. Ah! Hey, it's Nadia now. For these coming to an end supper, we're going to do Harry Potter versus Lord of the I wondered when I'd be seeing you, Mr. Potter. Both really good books and movies. So let's compare them and see who wins. Fun. One. One. You can relate so much more to Harry Potter, the characters. Why? Because in Lord of the Rings, there's Hobbit, and they have hairy big feet. Harry. Big feet. So I would rather identify myself to Harry Potter than Frodo Baggins. Really? One point to Harry Potter. Two. There are way more languages in Lord of the Rings. Like, there's like 1,500 languages in Lord of the Rings. And there's just like three languages in Harry Potter. And all the alphabet. You know, Tolkien really did a good job with that. He even wrote entire songs in Elvish. See, Abgen Edregon. One point for Lord of the Rings. Three. There's way more dragons in Harry Potter. Only has one dragon that got killed named Smog, and, and there, there's no more dragons after him. You know, that's unbelievable. Absolutely. From the reptile lovers, me. One point to Slytherin. Lord of the Rings is way more of an adventure than Harry Potter because they ride horses, not brooms, even though riding brooms is kind of cool. Yeah. But they hike mountains and they sleep by campfires. One point for Lord of the Rings. Five, Harry Potter. In The Prisoner of Azkaban, they use time travel. Aww. They don't use time travel at all in Lord of the Rings. One point for Harry Potter. Six. The bad guy in Lord of the Rings is way better, way more serious, way more magnificent. And the name Sauron is way better than Voldemort. Voldemort, it sounds like he has like moles. Sauron <laughs> is so much better than Voldemort. One point for Lord of the Rings. Seven, the pets in Harry Potter are 
way better than the non-existent pets in Lord of the Rings. They have owls in Harry Potter, rats, they have toads, they have cats. Two points for Harry Potter. Ocho. Thankfully, elves are the coolest. Their ears, pointy ears, <laughs> long and very arched eyebrows. They barely touch the ground when they run, and they run so swiftly. They can sing. I'm in a store and I'm singing. And they can live forever. That's a mighty long time. Two points for Lootering. That means they're both tied with five points. Middle Earth and the Houses of Hogwarts are tied. That means they're both the best movies and books. Go watch them or read them right now. Hippie Bye-bye. Seems only yesterday that your mother and father were in here buying their first ones. Welcome to Waking Weird. I'm Mark Moran from WeirdNJ.com. Long before Bart Simpson ever placed his first phony phone call to Moe's Tavern, there was a pair of unidentified young punks in Jersey City who just lived to yank the chain of a local bartender named Red. Louis Red Deutsch opened the tube bar near Journal Square's Path Station just after Prohibition ended in 1933 when the path was known as the Tubes, hence the name the Tube Bar. By the mid-70s, Red was a gruff old geezer, and the two pranksters loved taunting him. Their premise was simple. They'd call and say something like, Hello. Hello. Is uh, Alan? Hello. Alcoholic. 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 Don't nobody by that name. All the calls were recorded on cassette, where Red can be heard beckoning phantom patrons like Ben D. Banana, Sal Lamy, Alka-Seltzer, Phil DeGrave, and some more sexually explicit names. Red was always the last one in the bar to catch on to the joke, but when he did, he'd unleash a torrent of profanity that would make a longshoreman blush. <laughs> The notorious tapes were bootlegged and passed around for years in the pre-internet underground, where Red and the callers attained cult status among the subculture. They entered the popular lexicon when excerpts began popping up on mainstream shows like Howard Stern, and Bart Simpson began taunting Moe the bartender with verbatim dialogue from the tapes. Yeah, I'm looking for a friend, last name Keebum, first name Lee. Do I got a Lee Keebum? Come on, look at the stools. Uh, is there a leaky bum? The identity of the callers remained a well-guarded secret for two decades until they finally revealed themselves to Weird New Jersey as Jim Davidson and John Elmo in 1996. Latter-day imitators like the Jerky Boys and Crank Yankers owe the pair a real debt of gratitude. Hello? Hello? Yes? Yes, I bought glasses there. My name is Saul Rosenberg. Yes? And my eyes are going crazy. Red sold the tube bar at the end of the 1970s and retired to Florida, where he died in 1983 at age 95. Eventually, Jim and John copyrighted the tapes and even gave Red's heirs a cut of the proceeds. Today, the tube bar is known as the Journal Square Lounge. If you happen to visit, be sure to raise a glass to Red and the two bored teens who made an art form out of rattling his cage. Cheers from Waking Weird. I'm Mark Moran. I'd like to know if there's a how to like a kick in the place. Is anybody's name to like a kick? 
muscular system in the face here. See all these muscles around the eyes, students? Right up in here in the forehead, in the cheeks, around the mouth, up in here in the chin, in the neck. All of these muscles, students, when they're not worked, they actually atrophy and they die and they wither away and they stretch out of shape. So instead of you having a tight, looking youthful face your face is all hanging and sagging you notice an athlete he's his muscles in his face you know, i mean they're tight taunt looking you know he looks a little bit on the hungry side and that's great because a lot of you have that overfed uh, look you know everything's hanging all jolly out here like this so we want to firm up the face and get it athletic looking come here i'm going to show you a couple good movements right now first i want you to do is open your mouth as wide as you can come on wide press your lip mm-hmm now side to side I'm going to show you something. I don't think I've shown you this. I showed you this one before, but it's for the, all the muscles around the eyes. Remember I showed you the chart? There are all these muscles in here. Take your fingers like this, index fingers. Put them in the corner of your eyes. Don't stretch the skin. Now, by just closing your eyes and you're offering a little gentle resistance here with your fingers, it's going to work. All these muscles here. Ready? Begin. Now, put your hands up here underneath your brows and put your brows down. Ready? Go. Mm, you feel that around in here? Now, I want you to open your mouth and close your eyes. Open your mouth and open your eyes at the same time. Ready? Go like that. Now close them tight. Please practice those movements a couple times during the day for a few days and watch what happens. Everything's going to tighten up. Now let's pat our face gently. Come on. That's it. There, my dear girls, is a beauty treatment par excellence. My watch tells me. It's time to leave you. Let's say goodbye. These precious moments just seem to fly. Now here's my wish for you. May the good Lord bless. And keep you too. Bye, mother. Bye, boys and girls. See you tomorrow. Have fun now. Bye-bye. Give me a kiss. Bye-bye. Thank you, Jack LaLanne, for another inspiring half hour. Hey, listeners. Coming to you from California with a short meditation. Start off by taking a single deep breath in through the nose. Then out through the mouth. You are welcome to gently close your eyes or keep them open. Notice your body where it is, the positioning of your body and how your body is feeling. If you're feeling any tension anywhere, see if you can allow that to soften or adjust your body as needed. 
Now begin to allow your awareness to wander a little bit. Notice the sounds inside your environment or outside your environment. Be aware of how sounds have a nature of disappearing and reappearing. And also how your mind comes up with different comments or images on these sounds or on your experience. Allow for all of this. Okay. Now begin to gently open your eyes, noticing how there's also visuals in your environment. Notice how you feel. Take stock of how you're feeling physically, mentally, and emotionally. Sending you peace throughout your day's journey, dear glisteners. Toby, open the door. Toby. Oh, hi, Dad. Toby, turn down that music. It's Katy Perry. I don't care if it's Kate Smith, Tubby. Who's Kate Smith? Tubby, turn it down. Okay, okay. As a matter of fact, turn it off, Tubby. With the good parts coming. Tubby, now. Okay, Dad. There. Now a man can think, Tubby. Are you going to lecture me, Dad? Kate Smith was a popular singer when I was a boy. Okay. God bless America. Yeah. <laughs> you know that one, Tubby. I don't know it, Dad. I bet Roy Finnerty's boy knows it. <laughs> Barry Finnerty? Yes, little Barry Finnerty, the scout, Tubby. He's a nerd, Dad. He's earned several badges, Tubby. Nobody likes him at school. They're jealous of his achievements. He smells, Daddy. Oh, my God. Each family has its unique scent. Tubby. Your family stink? Well, I suppose you could put it that way, Tubby. What do we smell like, Daddy? Some people have said we smell like brute. What's brute? A very popular men's cologne, Tubby. I want to wear cologne. I told you, Tubby. I know. Not until you complete your marine basic training. I know. Hold your horses. It's probably Mom. Oh, I'm sorry, Don. What is it, hon? I didn't mean to interrupt your lecture. I'm glad you did, Mom. Tubby, please. Bucket of chicken and potato salad on the table. Chicken and potato salad. Not for you, Tubby. Thanks, hon. Now, don't let it get cold. Mom, (laughs) Tubby, I've got something to say to you. Again? Pull up a chair, Tubby. Here you go, Dad. You sit, Tubby. I'll remain standing. Okay, Dad. Well, look at this picture. That's me with Grandpa Dub. Yes, Dub for W. His name was Wendell. Daddy, what's wrong? Nothing, Tubby, nothing's wrong. Are you crying, Daddy? I never cry. It's okay. I never cry. It's okay, Daddy. Oh, Tubby, 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 I've been so mean to you. (laughs) Tubby. But I... I love you, Daddy. I'm fond of you, too, Tubby. You are, Daddy. Just don't tell Cindy. (laughs) Okay, Dad. 
your grandpa Wendell was mean to me, Tubby. He was. He made fun of me, Tubby. No. I couldn't do anything right. I like you just like you are, Daddy. That's what I think, Tubby. Let's go have chicken and pie. Celery for you, Tubby. But I mean, <laughs> just kidding. You are. Tonight you get chicken. The wake animal of the week is the mole. <laughs> Moles are tiny subterranean creatures with cylindrical bodies, very small ears and eyes, and velvety pelts. Velvety pelts. Velvety pelts. Moles have short, powerful forelimbs, but reduced hind limbs. That's sad. They have large paws for digging. You know that expression, don't make a mountain out of a molehill, which means don't exaggerate your problems? Of course. That was first recorded way back in Tudor times. So one door here, one door on the other side, that's the two doors. Male moles are boars. Agreed. Females are sows. Okay. A group of moles is called a labor. It was a labor of Moles can tolerate high levels of carbon dioxide so they can survive in their low-oxygen underground sea. Moles have an extra thumb with a sickle-shaped bone called a prepolex. what? Next to their regular thumb. Oh, my God. Their saliva contains a toxin that paralyzes the earthworms they love to eat. Moles store their still-living prey for later consumption in underground larders. Disgusting. There might be over a thousand still-writhing earthworms in them. I got worms, Clay. In fact, I got a whole worm farm. Some moles catch and eat food faster than the human eye can follow. In the world of agriculture, lawn care, and gardening, moles are often considered pests. We do them in with mole catchers, smoke bombs, poisons, calcium carbide, acetylene gas, strychnine, phostoxin, and Talionex tablets with aluminum phosphide inserted into their mole tunnels. Humane traps capture moles alive so they can be released elsewhere. No? Okay. Well, I'm going to let her go. I'll let her go. Holy crap! That's a... Long ago, Queen Alexandra ordered a mole fur garment, creating a demand for mole fur. Really? Hundreds of pelts were cut into little rectangles and were sewn together to make a single coat of the finest mole leather. The late William Buckland, known for eating every animal he could, opined that mole meat tasted most vile. Still, we love moles at Wake and Bake. We hope you do, too. I wish my brother George was here. Every year, approximately 30 meteor showers are visible to observers here on Earth. And while the majority of the flashes seen during these events are caused by impacts of particles known as meteoroids, the smallest members of the solar system, which are too tiny to survive the trip through our atmosphere and reach the Earth's surface. Heavens to Murgatroyd! There are some celestial travelers known as meteorites. Uh 
that do that do that do contain enough mass to survive the trip and eventually land on Earth. But exactly how many of these meteorites do hit the Earth's surface every year? Oh no! Well, based on research published by astronomer Gonzalo Tancredi of the University of the Republic of Montevideo, Uruguay, All and reported by Live Science, after analyzing data acquired by the Meteorological Society between 2007 and 2018, there were about 95 reports of meteorites landing on Earth during that period, an average of about 7.9 impacts per year. After further examination of the data, the scientists were able to determine some of the dangers that space rocks pose on we Earthlings. Based on their calculations, a rock measuring about 30 feet wide is expected to enter the Earth's atmosphere once every 6 to 10 years. Okay. A rock big enough to generate an explosion like the 1908 Tunguska event can happen about every 500 years. And a major collision like the one that ended the Cretaceous period and killed off all the dinosaurs could take place once every 100 to 200 million years. This is George for Wake Science. Hi, Clay. It's Connie Klinkovich in the chopper for Wake Traffic. And I'm Rex Schrademacher on the stiffening September ground. Is it already stiffening, Rademacher? It does begin to stiffen in September. Almost imperceptibly. You can tell it, huh? With his sensitive feet. I'm here on the ground, Dougherty. Well, I'm sitting in my car. Eat donuts. Drinking Lowenbrow. Waiting for speeders. It's been slow today. It'll pick up. Well, it's a holiday weekend. Are you taking Monday off, Dinky? I'll be right here. Who asked you, Rademacher? Get quiet. Rex. I'm off Monday, Connie. Me too, Dinky. Thought I might ask you to go to... You, hold on a minute. Did you just litter, Dowerty? Please don't litter, Dinky. Well, I guess it helps to... We waste time with well, electric window seeds. Pass the time. Let's face it. We all need a speeder. Oh, we do, don't we? There'll be one coming along. Rex, nobody likes a whistler. Nobody wants to hear that, Rademacher. I'm just waiting back Well, he's just waiting for a speeder, You then. didn't want to hear him whistling either. Now we're fighting amongst ourselves. I think I see something. <laughs> I see him too, Connie. I can't see anything. Oh, Rex. He's weak. Connie. I have my charms. He does have his charms. What charms? Certain talents. Are you working Monday, Rex? We all work hard. We all work hard. We all struggle in one way or another. We fight with our sister. We fight with our brother. But the sun is a rise as sure as you're born. And one day soon on some new frosty morn. You may turn on your TV or you'll get online and your eyes will rejoice with the words that you read and the newsman echoes the news while the bad man's singing the blues.
and the banners are rolled up and put away, or burned, and the gun and the hate, the incredible weight of it all, bearing down on every man and every woman, every street and every town. And if you listen carefully, you may hear the, the ghostly hoofbeats as they're drawing ever near. <laughs> She said Rademacher had charm. Don't bring it up when I've got a speeder. Talents. Yeah, it didn't bother me. Take it out on him. Oh, is you right? Sorry, speeder. <laughs> You've been listening to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. Good. <laughs> It's a weekly digest of the special features and moments which make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show. After all, you wouldn't want to miss special moments like this. Ah, you're in a good mood today, aren't you? (laughs) The Wake and Bake Morning Show. Set your alarm and join us each Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on WFMU.org. A little too early for you. Catch the archive show, which you can find easily on WFMU's homepage each day. I'm Clay Pigeon. They call me the Pigeon. Join me each morning for the full show, either on the radio or online at WFMU.org. And keep glistening.